Hello and welcome to Annual Reviews Audio, part of the conversation series from Annual Reviews, where insightful research begins. I'm your host, Anna Rasquat Paz. In each episode of our show, we feature top scientists in fields ranging from astrophysics to sociology. In this episode, we present an interview with Rita Levi Montalcini, recorded at the European Brain Research Institute in September 2008. In a conversation with Moses Chow, professor of cell biology, physiology and neuroscience, and psychiatry at the NYU School of Medicine, she discusses her discovery of the pro-nerve growth factor, which paved the way for the discovery of the nerve growth factors. She describes her beginnings in the field, working alone in her homes in Turin and Asti during World War II with her mother's support and very little money. Rita Levi-Montalcini, who won the 1986 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine jointly with her colleague Stanley Cohen, celebrated her 100th birthday on April 22, 2009. Dr. Levi-Montalcini, it's such an honor to be here and to visit the Embry Foundation. I'm, I'm very uh, honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you, much. So to me, it's a great honor. I have such admiration for your work. I am very, very happy. Thank you so much. Mom. So the annual reviews of physiology and, and uh, biochemistry have a series where they would like to ask uh, senior neuroscientists to talk about their life in science. And yes. this article will be directed to young scientists as well as older scientists who would yes. like to know about the history of Thank you, of thank you, thank you so much. So they very much wanted me. I'm delighted. No person would be better than you, Moses. Okay. Thank you so much for my admiration for all what you have done. Well, thank you. But I still do work despite of my age. So yesterday you said you were motivated to be a scientist because you found beauty in the nervous system. Beauty in the nervous system. Perfect, correct, correct. So what did you find beautiful about the nervous system? Well, you know, it is of you. Every cell, I mean, nerve cells, particularly the brain, is such a marvelous object to study. And I was a neuroscientist, you know, so I was delighted particularly when it was discovered the in vitro system and Giuseppe David did not discover but wrote it in Italy. So I had all the reason to want to work in this way, not as a scientist, but as a beauty. This is true. So the in vitro system was discovered in the mid-50s, 1950? Discovered by me. I mean, well, using, I knew very well the tissue culture, it was not known in Italy. I was a student of Giuseppe Levi who brought the in vitro system to Italy. So I decided, because it was very difficult to find the nature, chemical nature of the pattern, I said, because I know the in vitro is the best way. So I went to Rio de Janeiro, applied all what I knew, and I discovered the effect on not I mean, of this factor, not of NGF or CRMGF, but I didn't say so. So, without this discovery, nobody would have never found the issue of the nervous factor in the, in the chicambria. It was too difficult. It was necessary a system, which was the in vitro system, to bring the possibility to a biochemist, standing to identify the factor. 
So earlier in 1940, 19... 52. Yes. But, well, my question is, during that period, who supported you? No one. I was working on my own. Not, I mean, I had not very much money that I could do by myself, you know. Uh -huh. It was not financed by anyone. You did not have a fellowship or... It was in my bedroom. <laughs> it was a period of persecution. I was not a victim of a personal persecution, but of the, of the time. So it was very... I did not ask any help. I did everything with my personal, very little financial problems. Not famous. So your family supported you? Yes, very much so. Because I, I, they knew that I needed the little money necessary to implant it. I mean, practically it was almost not money. No. I worked in my bedroom and I just had a microscope, which I bought. It was very expensive. And a very minor gadget, nothing. Mm -hmm. It was very little, mm -hmm. the amount of money necessary to do the experiment I did in my bedroom. So your mother was yes, there my and she, she supported you? She yes, exactly you. so. My father was already dead. Mm -hmm. So later on, when the situation became very serious in Italy because of bombing of the city, we moved to... Uh, to Firenze, uh, to a little house in the mountain near Turing, and there I continued my work and discovered the effect. I mean, not of Jeff, I did not know about Jeff, but of the. Well, you told me a long time ago that, that during this period you observed uh, cell death, massive cell death. Yes. And it was what was in 72 discovered, there is named, I mean, the, I mean, how do you call it? Apoptosis. Apoptosis, yeah. So I you discovered, you discovered 30 years before. years before it was discovered. Because I saw a lot of shells die, why they die, what is the reason. And then in 1972 it was given the name of apoptosis. So during this period in, in Turin and also uh, in the early 50s, you, you wrote many papers. Yeah. Your observations you published in many papers during that period in the 40s and 50s, was it difficult to publish? Italian paper would not accept, but the Vatican accepted. The Vatican was against Mussolini. The Italian paper did not accept because of my name, you know. So I could not publish in Italy. Also, the only one was the Vatican. I published in Belgium and also published in Belgium. In, uh, in Belgium. In Belgium and in Switzerland. I mean, I could publish abroad, Belgium and uh, Switzerland, and in Italy, Vatican. So because of your Jewish name, yes. you were discriminated. Yes. In publishing papers yes. in scientific journals. Yes, but not in Italian paper. Uh -huh. I could not. So this must have been very discouraging to no. have your papers rejected because of. Your sure, I did not care about. You didn't care. No, Moses. I was totally different. I did not expect to have naval recognition. I was enthusiastic in the possibility of Robinson Crusoe. 
well, I mean, I was working for the beauty over over two weeks. Totally indifferent over the conditions. What made no difference for me? I mean, I never cared about it. I was totally, I mean, I didn't know if I could survive. I did not care about it. Many people, many friends of mine had already been brought to Alphys. Miraculously, we saved or saved it. Since I didn't ever see because we tried to go to Switzerland in the night, and it was a terrible mistake. By chance, we were not taken by German or even Italian fascists at the moment we arrived at the frontier. And so I realized the danger. I didn't know that Arthur was expecting me, but I knew the danger. So we decided at the last moment not to stay there, but come to go back to Italy, because the danger was very, very high. I mean, to be immediately taken if a German or Italian fascist would have seen me with my family, with Valice, they would have immediately taken us to Auschwitz. It was a dangerous moment of my life. It's a miracle. So when you went to St. Louis and yeah. worked with Victor Hamburger, si. you developed a very important theory, the neurotrophic hypothesis, which is based on competition for NGF and other trophic factors. Victor Hamburger knew my work, not from Italy, but reading a, a Belgian paper. Okay. So he was very impressed by my research. So he wanted to know how we were so much different. He was a student of Spamer, was thinking that the periphery acted through induction. I did say, no, it's not induction. It's just a, 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 the periphery is necessary, like for a tree is necessary. The, uh, the, uh, the water, not water. The water. So uh, we had entirely different view. So he invited me, this was after the war, to work with him for about, he was a chairman, about his uh, few days or few weeks. I stayed at 30 years because I found in the Department of Geology, chaired by Victor, the excellent place to work. Stanley Cohn came to work with me because I discovered that he in vitro the alone. So I gave to him, I did not know Stan at the time. He was waiting, he was taken by Peter Rainburger from another important laboratory. So he was a young man, a biochemist, so he could not have discovered the neuroprospector if I only worked on the embryo. So it was my idea that I had to find a, a better possibility. I knew about tissue culture, I went to Rio de Janeiro, and I immediately discovered the in vitro effects. First, I saw the effect on sensory and sympathetic nerve cells. A decade later, but not even me, it was other people who found that this factor acted also the central nervous system. Was not my discovery, you know. So your career has spanned now seven decades at least, and I'm wondering if you were to start your career now. Yeah. Uh, what would you want to work on? I knew that uh, now we have a wonderful new possibility, scientific and technological, which were not available when I was a young person. So I believe I would start, as many people or students here too, 
Se ti stupefano i biochemisti e i molecolari biologici, we said it was not at that time. So I believe that now I would take advantage of the enormous development, scientific and technological, which were not at my time, not even Durbecco, not even Durga, who received the Nobel Prize with me, could be for me, at any advantage. They were more than me capable to work on biology. So your, your classmates, Renato Tobacco and uh, Salvador Luria, uh, mm-hmm. were, were working in, in, in virology and also uh, in uh, phage genetics. But you actually created a whole field of neuroscience. Well, I decided I was very much willing to leave the nervous system to work on virology or genetics. But they told me, no, continue to work, speaking with Luria. I mean, you have done something very important, don't change. Uh-huh. Because at that moment I wanted to change, you say, but it's nothing I can do anymore. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it was a moment difficult, because I said, I did not know that I had done a really important discovery. Uh-huh. I knew it was important, uh-huh. but not so much as to continue. Uh-huh. So I was hesitant. Has to leave the nervous system to work as with Luria or with Durbeco, who were my close friends. Uh-huh. So, fortunately, I assisted and this was good. So, I'm also wondering what advice would you give young people now? <laughs> uh, many young people don't, are not interested in science, and uh, it's a very exciting time, as, as, you, as you mentioned. My science. I mean, I would say, as I always say, that nothing is beautiful as to work on scientific or social or any problem. To be very invested in what you do. I mean, not be afraid, but knowing that you will never go ahead if you don't do it very seriously and then all yourself. So the important is important to be very engaged. What you do, you should do well. I always say that it's not problem as important as scientific or social, because I am also working on social problems, as you know, on Africa. So the point is to know what is important in life, not just only very simple and stupid things like being beautiful, being successful, this is a nonsense. So I always say so, and I have many followers, you know, not all, but many. So the people here are all of this idea. I work here, I am delighted because excellent people here. I mean, Antonino, Pietro Palestano, naturally first. And uh, all the German. I mean, many people, not too many, but some people still understand the importance of being invested in important problems, not in futility. So you mentioned your work in Africa with women. And since you're such a strong role model for women scientists, and women scientists have usually more difficulty in getting a high position, what, uh, why do you think it's so difficult for women? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm writing a book on this point, you see. I mean, I mean, we are subjected to ideas which are preconceived ideas. I mean, the man is more intelligent than women. They say, because it's convenient to them to say, it's, not been, it's nonsense. The, we are the victim of a problem, a genetic problem. It's not true, because we are far more 
the polar of epigenetic, not genetic. Uh-huh. I mean, human beings are not like insect eye uh-huh. or, I mean, invertebrate, entirely promote, I mean, act by a genetic program. Human beings and vertebrate in general have the possibility to adapt to in non-genetic, epigenetic. Uh-huh. It's far more environment is important. So we are no more victim of dogma. <laughs> I mean, I write a book, a dogma implant, implanted per nuovo futuro. Sì. We are, I mean, the title of my new book is The Destruction of Dogma for a Better Future. I mean, we are still victim of dogma. You That's understand? So I think NGF is for humans evolved evolutionarily to not only uh, be involved in development of the nervous system, but also in higher order behavior. Because, you know, in Drosophila and C. elegans, you can make a nervous system without NGF. So NGF has other properties. It's my paper. The vital role of NGF is from pre-embryonic to the last panel vertebrae. So we know today is a vital role and is present from before the formation of the embryo in the oocyte and the, the sperm, the zygote, is due to NGF, which makes a connection. I mean, the NGF is active long before the formation of the organism, like sperm and organism, you know. So this is preceded, I don't know, so it's So I understand you're still doing research on this idea that there are early events affected by NGF, yes. is that correct? Just before all the oocyte on spermatozoa, we have proved it is already present there, the early file in the embryo, far before the nervous system is formed. So it's not that the NGF is necessary for, it's already present before. It is a universal molecule which is very important for vital role. The vital role of NGF, which is not only neurogenic, we proved it with experiment of monoclonal antibody to NGF in a very early stage, the very beginning of formation. And we found out that with the moving, you have not the death, but a very bad development of the embryo, which eventually died. And this is because it's necessary, I mean, NGF for a real, it's not spivankai, it's not organized. Organized, if you take away the organizer, you have no organism to form. If you take away by, I mean, by neurology, by interjecting, by, by mouse, or if you take it away by antibodies to NGF, the organ, the embryo is formed, which is very badly formed, and is doomed to die because it's no capacity of proliferation. So the soul will die, not like it will be no formation of commodity of the embryo. The embryo is very poorly built. So I have to ask you uh, an old experiment that you did with Sam Cohen using antibodies against MGF. The original experiment in sympathetic anger. How did you get the idea to do this experiment? Yeah. Excellent, by Do you know him? Yes, yes. Excellent. 
excellent scientist and human being too. So it is very much his merit to have found that it, uh, it was necessary to destroy the NGF through the method we had to find out what is the action. So we found out that you destroy to antibody. Now, I mean, you don't have any more. The, all the sensors, the pedestrian do not, uh, they not, do not develop. You know, we have immunosuppression. But this experiment was very, very important, and it preceded. It's really a knockout experiment. Yeah. It preceded by 40 years, yes, a mouse knockout experiment, which got the same result. So I think it was a very key experiment that was done at that time to establish the importance of NGO. And I think it reflects a lot of creativity and also interpretation to, yeah. to do the experiment and also uh, interpret the results. Solved by open mind, not by being right. 
I mean, uh, people are better not. We are all the same, but it's the way our culture may be different. I don't know if I yeah. Very few scientists are involved in politics. So and does I believe that with the people of Africa, women, if you give them instructions, this is what I'm doing, they will do as well and better than them. Well, you're definitely a role model. That is, uh, how do you feel uh, as a, as a, being involved in politics, in Italian politics? Not too bad, too happy. But when it was the previous government, I was very much in favor, and I still am. I thought that this was the only way democratic, not a totalitarian system, or this is against the possibility of the government. So I became interested in trying to follow this, and I work very much in the Senate. And I'm working now in Africa, you know, to give women all possibility. Instruction is more important than ever seen this problem. I understand you're the longest living Nobel laureate. Nobody else has lived as long as you have who has the Nobel Prize. And I just wonder, what's the secret to your longevity? Because I never think of myself. I'm totally indifferent. I mean, my life, I am to some extent indifferent if we could end tomorrow or longer. I mean, maximum, I have no problem of my health. I don't care about it. I'm totally indifferent. So you're thinking it's about it. others and you're yes. thinking about problems. I don't know if this is that I live so long. Tonight I do not sleep, but I think. Because it's wasting time in dying and sleeping. So all the night I think in the morning I have a new idea. But this is because I'm totally indifferent to food and indifferent to, to sleep. I mean, I never think. I believe it will be too much importance to sleep and food. So you don't sleep at all at night, just a few hours? Normally I don't sleep in the night. I take half an hour, not every day, but sometimes in the afternoon, that's all. I, I have no interest in sleeping, it's lost, wasting time. And I don't need food more than sleep very little. So maybe the caloric restriction. Longevity. But I think it's also the fact you're, you're very active. I also think that since you're so active at this age, that it has an effect on your plasticity that it increases neurotrophic factors yeah. in the CNS and it helps you be more creative. Yeah. You know, it's also something I have to tell you. I use every day my factor NGF in a collegium. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Now we know that collegium immediately go to the brain and mm -hmm. work on the cells. Mm -hmm. So it's not also possible that my vitality is in part due to the fact that three times a day I come the collision easy eye because I have lost vision, cause to the I maybe I don't know. I mean this is a hypothesis. <laughs> so one more question. What is the happiest time of your life? This this one. Right now. The last well, it was very good when I realized the importance of the discovery of nervous sector. But altogether the very end of my life gave me the possibility of working not only scientifically but socially what I wanted when I was 20 years old. 
I did not believe to go as I did not know. I wanted to go to Africa with Pfizer to help against leprosy. This was my idea of life. At the very end, I worked scientifically, but I worked also to help women in the Africa South. So I do believe that the best period of my life is the present. Wonderful. I had an excellent time with Hamburger, with Stanley Cole. He was a, he was an excellent biochemist, and we had excellent relationship also with his Thank you so much, Grazie. You've had a remarkable uh, career. It is a, I mean, honor more than I, I deserve to have you speaking. You have such a remarkable career. I don't believe I merit it. It's my, no, it's your kindness no, no, and no, generosity. No. It's not my merit. I mean, it just happened. It's a pleasure of a long life. And quite uh, the end is even better than the beginning. You know, when I was a child, I was a very unhappy child because I saw that a woman, my family was a totalitarian, I mean a Victorian kind, my father. So I could not go to high school, but I studied by myself. So I resented it and I was very unhappy. After this, my life is coming better and better. You've been listening to Annual Reviews Audio. For 80 years, Annual Reviews has guided scientists to the essential research literature in the biomedical, life, physical, and social sciences. Learn more at annualreviews.org. I'm Ana Rasquat Paz. Thanks for listening. <laughs>